is the In Terms of Faith podcast. I am Hugo Rodriguez, and uh, we have been looking into one issue that for me uh, has been important, and uh, I have thought quite a lot recently, thought about it, and uh, I have read a lot and studied on it, and uh, I'm still uh, growing or developing my uh, final thoughts on this, my position on this, but I've, I have come to a few conclusions on the issue, on the topic of does God speak, or the idea of being led by the Spirit, um, the idea of hearing God's voice, the idea of feeling a peace, having a peace about it, so things like that, uh, whether or not God directly communicates with us His will. Uh, so today uh, will be the last podcast on this, on this issue. Of course, um, we can always come back to this depending on uh, questions or comments, or maybe if I uh, have another insight on this. So the last three podcasts, uh, the goal was to show what what hearing from God is not. Um, so this topic involves a lot of things, especially uh, decision making, when it comes to decision making um, issues on the Christian life. And um, so the last three, we've talked about what is not. Uh, we saw the dangers, I think, of holding to such a position. Uh, we've looked at two Bible passages uh, that explicitly has uh, the phrase being led by the Spirit, Romans 8 and Galatians 5, and saw that uh, they can be, they are usually taken out of context. And we also looked at uh, Jesus as our model. And if that happened with Jesus, it should happen with us as well. So, and I argue why that is not the case. And also in the book of Acts. Uh, God spoke so many times, apparently, in the book of Acts. And uh, He does so today as well. And, uh, and I don't think that is true. Uh, so, this was our last podcast. Go ahead and uh, give a listen to that, if you think otherwise. Um, this being led model uh, almost requires like a sixth sense in spiritual maturity for the Christian. Uh, you will find courses on how to hear God's voice, how to discern God's voice and God's will for your life. So I think it's it's pretty important and uh, people talk about it. But one of the things uh, about this model, I think, is that 
it gives a lot of insecurity for Christians and especially young Christians and uh, also a fear of missing the will of God missing the perfect will of God for your life it's like if God has a had a blueprint for every Christian or every life and if you miss something the whole thing is wrecked and now God has to come up with a plan B I think this is this causes a lot of confusion and it, it can take the peace out of a Christian uh, and it can paralyze a Christian when it comes to making decisions. Um, a better way I see, I think, to see this is a little bit of the model on that comes from Psalm 23. Uh, the good shepherd and the sheep. And what happens is, if the sheep goes astray, the shepherd brings the sheep back. So there's not like the shepherd now, oh, the whole uh, way is wrecked, I'm going to follow what my sheep is doing and trying to get her back to the plant. That's not what happens. If we, if you go astray, God's path, He brings us back. There's no blueprint that we have to know before making any decision um, in our lives. John MacArthur, um, he said that this model paints God as a cosmic Easter bunny. He hides his plan, or he hides his eggs, and then you're getting warmer, or you're cold. Uh, until we find the egg, until we find God's will. And uh, I don't think that that's the model that the Bible uh, puts for us Christians. And uh, as I mentioned before, this can cause a lot of confusion uh, in the life of a Christian. One of the the, the catchphrases is uh, door opening or door closing, a window opening. Uh, so when a door open, oh, that's God. But it could also be Satan, right? Or when a door closes, that's Satan or that's God. How can I know that? Or maybe the door is just a jar. It's shut, but I'm locked. It's a challenge to my faith that God is giving me. So I'll go through that door. But maybe it's Satan's second best. Uh, it's, not, it's, it's not bad, but it's not God's perfect will. It's a second best. So all of this, door opening, closing, can cause a lot of confusion. Another uh, way um, this hearing from God uh, model appears is uh, when it comes to uh, the phrase people use, having a peace about it. Whenever I feel or have a peace about it, and then I can act. That's not the biblical model. There's no, 
There's no passage in the Bible that suggests that we should feel or have a peace about something before acting. And what I think is worse, it puts divine authority on our feelings. If I feel good, then that's from God. I think that's misleading. Uh, Jeremiah says, how wicked is uh, the heart of man? Who can discern it? Uh, nowhere in the Bible, this is a model that is... Uh, the apostles never tell Christians to seek signs of God's will for, for their decisions. Before I make a decision, seek uh, signs from God. Nowhere in the Bible uh, we get a sense that that's how we Christians should live nowadays. J.I. Packer, he has a book on God's will. And I think the title is God's Will. J.I. Packer. That's a subtitle. I forgot what it is now. But uh, just to give a little bit of, a little bit of background, J.I. Packer says that this whole idea of guidance uh, came into the Christian life or the Christian vocabulary during the mid-1800s. So this is a relatively recent uh, development or for him a wrong interpretation of God's Word. And this whole idea of guidance is recent and it's not necessarily right. This is not a model we find in the Bible. It's not a model we find in the early uh, church fathers. It's a recent development. And then, uh, during the 1900s, J.I. Packer says, this whole idea of uh, a quiet time, that's when it started. Now, I do think that setting some time aside to, as a devotional time, to study the Bible, to, to pray, um, to learn about God, this is great. But, it's... Uh, if you think about it, a quiet time, it's not something that is directly mandated in Scripture. You don't find, thou shalt have a quiet time. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that it's not good for the Christian life as a, as a spiritual exercise. It's good if you do that, it's great. But in nowhere in Scripture it's mandated. And what's more, uh, it's not a magic formula for receiving personal guidance from God. In the 1900s, when this, this whole idea of uh, quiet time appeared, the, whole, the, the idea was that you would uh, meditate on God's Word, read, pray, and then wait in this quiet time to hear from God. So that's no, no way in the Bible this is taught. And this is not, I think how uh, Christian life should look like. Uh, so, all of, all of this, this is not what hearing from God or uh, how the Christian life should look like. If this is not what it is, so how is God involved in our decision making? What is a better uh, model or a biblical model for decision making. Again, how, 
how, how is God involved in this? And uh, I would like to suggest, I mentioned before, Greg Kuckel. Uh, he has a great website, lots of resources, stand, uh, str.org, Stand to Reason. Um, he has a book on God's will. And uh, he suggests what he calls the wisdom model. And you can find that on his website. But I'll, I'll, I'll give a glance here. Uh, his Coco's wisdom model says we have freedom to choose anything we want within the dual parameters of God's moral will and wisdom with God's full blessing. I think that's much, much, much refreshing, uh, much more encouraging for a Christian. We can choose anything we want within the dual parameters of God's moral will, which we find in the Bible, and wisdom. Wisdom is what uh, the Scripture says that we should pray for. Uh, pray for wisdom, James one. James 1, 5. Uh, God's moral law is in the Bible. We should study the Bible and grow in maturity as a Christian to know the character of God and to know God's uh, revealed will or moral will, which is in the Bible. But we should also pray for wisdom. Uh, in Acts, I think it's 1 Corinthians, in the book of, yeah, Corinthians, one of the letters, Paul says, is there nobody in your church with wisdom to decide that matter? Uh, he doesn't say that we should uh, wait, uh, pray and wait from God uh, for a, a, a sign. He says, there's nobody in your church with wisdom. And then and that's what we, God commands uh, from Christians to pray for wisdom. When it comes a decision, we have wisdom to decide. Um, and that's what uh, the wisdom model by Coco he suggests. One of the ways um, we learn God's moral will uh, from Scripture is through reading, searching, uh, studying God's Bible, uh, meditating in God's Bible, memorizing the scripture, but also from gifted teachers. Ephesians 4.11 uh, That's how we know God's moral will uh, through studying God's word. Uh, and when it comes to wisdom, I mentioned uh, James 1.5 This is one thing we should pray for, but also the book of Proverbs teaches that wisdom helps us make good choices. When we have wisdom, we can make good choices. Now, wisdom, Kukul says, can come from many sources, from the Bible, also from counseling, research, instruction, and of course, from experience. The more we do one thing, the more wisdom, knowledge we have on that matter. Uh, if we have and that's the, the whole point of the Bible. Several times, uh, women should, because of the experience, should teach younger women. 
their experience is a model for us, young Christians. Same thing men, older men, should teach younger men. They have more experience. Uh, that's how we learn wisdom, or one of the ways we learn wisdom. The other thing is our personal desires, our personal conscience is also important when we consider uh, when we are faced with decision making. One of the things, and I'll, I won't be long here because it's a side issue, is when making decisions, uh, I think it's important to consider what we want and pray to God uh, and be open. God, this is what I want. I want a promotion. I want a better job. Uh, and uh, sometimes I think Christians are caught in um, secular, quote-unquote, secular decisions. Uh, should I go to this job or that job? As, and these secular decisions are less important than, uh, quote-unquote, sacred or godly decisions or being a pastor. Or, and this is mostly for young Christians. Should I go and be a missionary or be a pastor, work in church? Or should I try to be a college teacher? an artist or any other things. I think that your will, your inclinations, your desires are important to God as well. Uh, not only directly connected to the church or a church position, a missionary or a pastor. Uh, and I know many uh, professionals in their area, uh, for example, college teachers, that because of their position, they have a strong influence in the lives of younger, uh, young adults. They have, as a as a uh, college teacher, this is my experience. Uh, they have much more impact uh, in students that will never, for example, go to a church, but because of the teacher's example, because of the teacher's testimony, because of the, the relationship developed with the teacher they might consider Christianity. Uh, so it doesn't matter your position, doesn't matter your uh, personal desires. They are important in your decision-making as well. Uh, with all of that, it doesn't mean that decision-making now, decision now is easier, but I think it's, uh, it's much more clear, I think, for me, that I should not wait to have a peace about it, or look for open doors, or wait to hear from God, or being uh, feeling led by God. Those are not biblical models. And uh, in conclusion, uh, Coco gives four points, or examples of his uh, wisdom model in action. The first is determine which options, if any, are excluded in a biblical examination of goals, means, and motives. When faced with a decision, or uh, two choices, right? Determine with which options, or if that particular option uh, should be excluded in the biblical grounds. The second is apply wisdom and personal desires to the remaining choices. Examine the circumstances. Research the facts. Weigh the alternatives. 
gather information, seek counsel. It's not that other people make decisions for you, but uh, that's how we get wisdom. Uh, by tapping on the experience of others and the counseling of others that have uh, gone through what we are going through. And we weigh the alternatives. The third point is make your decision with an attitude of humble trust in the Lord, if God wills. And the fourth is adjust to new circumstances as they arise, using the same method, or repeat, right, steps one through three. So there you have it. I think this is the best model for decision-making, which is the whole point about hearing God's voice. And uh, there are, I think, very clear examples of that modern action. For example, when uh, Paul decides to go to Rome, in Romans 1, 8 through 15, he doesn't wait to hear from God. Uh, same thing on Paul's second and third missionary journeys, Acts 15:36 and Acts 18:23. He weighs the options and decides to go. Uh, and one that I think it's very interesting for younger Christians, unmarried in particular Christians, is Paul's advice on marriage. The whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 7. Uh, marriage, I think, is a huge decision and uh, can get Christians uh, caught in trying to hear from God so read 1 Corinthians 7, uh, seek counsel, uh, talk to your pastor, uh, Christians that you think are more mature in, uh, in the Christian life, in the Christian walk, than you are, uh, talk with your parents, see what they think, and weigh the options, and, and pray for it, but uh, at the end of the day, it's your decision. And uh, God will bless you through your decision. He doesn't have a plan B if you happen to choose uh, the wrong one. And also, uh, I think, when you choose based on uh, the wisdom model, it doesn't mean that everything after that will be... Uh, roses there might come difficult times uh, the decision you make might lead you to very uncomfortable situations that doesn't mean you are out of God's will maybe God wanted to you to make the decision so he could teach you through that experience some spiritual um, for you to grow in spiritual maturity or to grow independence of Him. Uh, so don't think that if things go wrong, you are outside of God's will. Uh, God's will is for you to grow as a mature Christian, one that knows God, one that depends on God in humble submission, but one that because of wisdom can take decisions based on uh, the parameters of what the Bible says and your 
wisdom. So hopefully this uh, helps you. And uh, as always, I would love to hear from you. I did got some feedback uh, from a few people, but it's always great to hear uh, comments, um, questions, and we'll walk through this together. Um, you can find me at in terms of faith at outlook.com. Uh, love if you subscribe to this podcast. You can find it on iTunes. Just type in terms of faith and you find the podcast. And uh, this is it for the will of God, unless uh, you have other comments. And uh, the next one, or the next few podcasts, uh, I've decided uh, I'll look through a few Bible verses that are used out of context. Not necessarily about God's will, but uh, Bible verses that for some reason people use, I think... Uh, they get a meaning that's not from the text. So I'll see you next time, and um, I'm glad to hear from you. Uh, see you later.